Welcome, everybody, to episode 98 of the Pilsner Podcast. My name is Tim. That is short for Thames. Uh, today, we are actually at Copper Trail Brewing in Alexandria, Minnesota, on site. None of the regular guys are here, but we are joined with avid listener Austin. Hello. <laughs> and uh, what are you guys, uh, co-owners, head brewers, what are we here? Co-founders. Uh, Adam does a little bit more on the brewing, a little bit more on the business side, but at the end of the day, we do everything. We're so tied in. It's not a huge company. And Head janitor. All right. <laughs> so that was Dave before, and that was just uh, Adam. Um, all right. So right away to get things started, when did you guys start Copper Trail? Like when was that? Let's say, when was the original idea conceived? So our inception of the concept was probably actually about six years ago, six and a half years ago, I guess we start breaking it down. We had about four years of planning into everything. Um, and then we've been in operation about two and a half years now going oh. into the summer. So, Okay. Um, yeah, our actual open date was December of 2016. Uh, we opened the day after Christmas, and it was an icy, blizzardy snowstorm that we didn't think anyone would show up for, and the house got packed right out of the gate. So it was super cool to see the community support behind it. And we've, been, we've been going... 150% ever since. So. That's awesome. Was the fireplace going that day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it was on, but it wasn't giving off any heat. Okay. Just yep. a little electric one. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. So how much of a pain in the ass is it to get an actual brewery open as far as like U.S. Department of Agriculture and all kinds of permits and stuff like that, right? There's a lot of permits that you got to get, a lot of licensing. Um, but at the end of the day, it they're, all the departments that we've encountered so far have been super easy to work with. Um, TTB is the big one where you got to get the federal brewer's permit. Once you have that, then you can get all the state and local licenses. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can kind of keep everything straight, I mean, municipality here in Alexandria has been super awesome to work with. Um, Department of Ag, the Minnesota standpoint, you know, they've got four or five different people that that, uh, handle the inspections and licensing. And and then you've got AGED, Alcohol Gambling Enforcement Division. And the guy that is in our territory is, is... very knowledgeable and and super helpful whenever we have a question so that's awesome yeah and then i mean to a degree we kind of paved a little bit of the way so i'm I'm thinking just like from our startup we were both working at another company doing this on the side obviously we hadn't gotten this up and rolling um but thinking of how alexandria has been really supportive our local community didn't have any of the taproom laws drafted up in place so we had worked with them for like a year up and you know prior to so i think of why it took us four years to actually get the doors open there's a lot of jumping around of hey trying to find the right location does it fit the build out that we're trying to do you know you're working on a dime budget because you don't really have a proven concept until that day like adam's talking about where you actually have customers storming in the door on a crappy winter day you know um so there it's it's one of those things where Case by case, there's some things that went really well for us, but there's, I mean, definitely the challenges like any other small business getting into it. Okay, was there, uh, a, like, are you guys from Alexandria? Yep. Okay, was there a decent craft beer scene here before you guys decided to open something up? Not Like, really. were the stores, it was just Surly, and that was pretty much it, right? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, Surly was the craft beer in the area. Um, you saw the, the insurgence of, I mean, DJ's Tap House in town had opened up about a year before we were mm-hmm. we were here. Okay. Um, and they did some really awesome things with the craft beer scene to have rotating taps and none of the mainstream stuff. A lot we were of just there yeah. right now. Yeah, we were yeah. sitting down having Really one. cool place. So yeah. well, they, I, th- I think Alexandria kind of has the population that would be into craft beer and stuff too. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and Alexandria as a community, you know, Lakes area, heart of, cent- you know, west central Minnesota – 
there's a lot of Twin Cities traffic that comes up to vacation here, all the lakes, cabins and whatnot. And I mean, that's the craft beer scene is huge down in the Twin Cities. So, so that business that really picks up during like the summer it does, months yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yep. I mean, our population about triples around here oh, in the summer. Definitely. So yes. I would think so. There's a yeah. huge swing. Yeah. Um, how long did you guys homebrew before being like, uh, let's upscale this? <laughs> <laughs> We're we had homebrewed about four years before we actually opened the doors here. Mm-hmm. It was about a year into it that we decided we wanted to do something more than just homebrewing okay. uh, as a hobby, yeah. let's say. So we spent about three years business planning before we actually got the doors open here. Well, what were you guys doing before this? You said you were working something so similar? Or? I had actually uh, moved back to the from the oil field um, when I was talking with Adam. I actually had a carboy in the front seat and was like, hey, we got to like start cracking down on this all-grain brewing stuff. I was like looks like a really sweet hobby got some equipment together and um, we were working for a packaging company in town so Adam's background is more of a uh, design engineer uh, mechanical that kind of background and mine's a little bit more on the project management service tech side stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing I think about as we're learning to brew if you will um, obviously like the Surly Bill and stuff like that had popped open. There was probably it was um, around like 10, eight or 10 nine. tap rooms like popping up in the state. So yeah. um, I know we had a real heavy hand in thinking about, hey, let's make sure we document everything up front, knowing long-term we want to try and take this, you know, to the next level, you know, at least be able to have some solid recipes on hand. Yeah. So you guys actually like just, you went into homebrewing with the idea of we got to write our own shit right away, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Given both our backgrounds, it's been a a huge problem solving um, design standpoint. We took pride in what we were doing from that from that angle. So, yeah, we we definitely had the mindset of, of, hey, we want to bring this to market someday. Uh, Let's let's go and just not make it a weekend hobby where, you know, people can't even walk when they're done brewing or something. (laughs) Right. Plus, like owning your own thing. That's. It's right. so much more fun because you have unlimited vacation if you want it. Well, <laughs> to, to a degree. Yeah. There's so many vacation days I want right now that yeah. I can't have. There, there's a lot more beer breaks, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> How many of your recipes have like stayed like similar since you guys started homebrewing? Home uh, we've got, I can count four right now okay. that haven't changed a whole lot from our homebrewing days. Okay. Um, there's probably 15 recipes that we had homebrewing that we've altered you know, for our bigger system and changed and and added to that, you know, as we've learned more. Um, but then, I mean, there's probably been another 15 recipes or so that we've created and developed just on this system alone. So okay. right, we're with the size of system that we have right now and the size of our f- facility, and you can't see it over the airwaves, you guys can see it here right now. <laughs> it's it's tiny, you know, it's cozy. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're fairly limited to some of the experimental varieties that we can do just because of what we're trying to bring out to the market distribution standpoint to bars and restaurants cans to liquor stores um which coming up very soon we'll be able to not have that much pinch where we'll be able to really experiment and have fun with what we want to do so we'll get to your new space yeah exactly yep in a little bit i want to bring up a few other things um so last year you guys had a hop shake milkshake ipa Yep. I don't know if that's still on tap right now, but or was that a one-time thing? Uh, that was a one-time at the time. Yeah. We are actually planning on brewing that next week. So, so wh- we're going to have that back in production real soon. What I'm wondering is, like, you guys, you're not scared to, like, because milkshakes were so trendy last year. Mm-hmm. That was a huge trend. Like, all the beer nerds were all over that, and you weren't scared to just make that. Have you made a sour yet? We did two summers ago, okay. um, and we called it Minnesour. 
and it was <laughs> you guys phenomenal, got, right? You guys got like a Shield Sports theme. <laughs> <laughs> Everything no, is Minnesota. It, it turned out and so good. <laughs> People loved it, and just the way sours are made, it eats up an extra production day. Right, that's they what take I was time. Wondering. There's some aging that's involved, mm-hmm. and we just haven't had the capacity to do it again. Even yeah. kettle sours take longer than. Yeah, so than, once you introduce yeah. the bacteria to it, you're tying up your kettle for an extra day while the while the bacteria reacts and creates the acid to sour the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to let it sit with the lactobacillus in the kettle for an extra 24, 48 hours before and, you can even finish the brew. Yeah. Well, and That's a big insane. part of that, too, I mean, if you look behind us, we've got three seven-barrel fermenters. Yep. And we're doing a decent amount of distribution for the size brewery that we are we're in uh, about 40 restaurants 35 liquor stores with our crawlers and really what it ties back into is hey we want to brew this one-off beer by the way we have our core four or five beers that we're trying to brew along with some specialty releases here and there that's kind of what i was guessing and that's really what uh, one of the things that I see Copper we, Trail we, everywhere. We I'm would like, love that's, that's, awesome. main, that's yeah. their main line. We, it's got to be, be <laughs> in a new spot to be able to do that variety, and that you know, hence the motive for making Copper gonna, Trail. You're I was going to say the IPA. Yeah. 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 you guys will have yep. more like opportunity to experiment more Absolutely. with that facility. Then, okay. all right. Yeah. So you guys, it's it's obviously we're hinting towards it. You guys are moving downtown <laughs> yes. to a much larger facility. So like, will you be? Will you have like a canning line or? Are you still going to be in crawlers like for retail? So or? right out of the gate, we're going to have crawlers um, in-house mm-hmm. that will continue to do that. Yeah. Um, the goal is to introduce a 12-ounce can. Um, the timing of that is is a bit unknown right now, um, just in terms of getting a machine up and running, um, getting cans in-house, and then introducing that to the market. But that is something that we... too, I've seen what those things, those lines are on. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to be awesome. I've talked to some dudes. It's like, yep. you know, we just can't do it right now, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. just curious. It's, yep. def- it's definitely an investment. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's something that, uh, as we know more, we'll be able to introduce more and uh, make a pretty cool announcement at some point soon coming up. All right, cool, cool. Um, all right, so... Reaction's been good. Obviously, you guys are the first brewery in Alexandria in what, like a hundred years or something? It was over seventy years. Okay. Yeah, the last Some, one shut down in nineteen. Like a hundred years. Or something. Something. You rounded yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but so now you're seeing like, uh, have you seen based off of your success? Like, there's got it. Like Carlos Creek just opened up theirs. Yep. I mean, do you think there's going to be more in Alexandria now because of catching the lake crowd? Kind of like the Brainerd area has a few. Honestly, I hope so. Yeah. Um, it's it's all good, right? It's great yeah. for the yeah. industry. I mean, it's it's not a cutthroat industry where obviously there's competition, but it's always good competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I mean, it's kind of a, a close-knit community where the brewers are, they all know each other. Oh, yeah. You know, we bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Um, Keith is the head brewer up at 22 Northman. It's the one that the winery had opened up. Mm-hmm. Such an awesome dude. He's a, He's got 18 years of brewing experience, so... I mean, the fact that they're coming in with some really good product, and that's just going to add an extra draw for somebody to come up to visit Alexandria, and then, of course, come check out Copper Trail while yeah. you're in town. So Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. I think we want to see that evolution of the craft beer scene in this this region. Well, competition is so good for business and stuff right. like that. And yep. <clears throat> yeah, as long as InBev doesn't buy you. <laughs> <laughs> then I say screw you. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I have never had. Uh, this is the one beer you gave me a flight. Yep, gave me Midwest Midnight, which I've never had, but I've had on the show. I think even Hopper Trail, Smashworks, and Lucky Red. Cool. Let's go. I'm gonna review Midwest Midnight. Yep. Not a stout guy. I think I'm not gonna BS our fans. They'll know if I'm 
kissing your ass or not. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> so so our Midwest Midnight's a milk chocolate stout. Um, just yeah, a little background, yep. Um, <laughs> so we added lactose sugar in there for a little bit of sweetness, which is where you get the, the milk chocolate side of things. Um, use some chocolate malt, a little bit of roast malt in there for some for the bite of the stout. And then the hop uh, hops that we used add a little bit of berry undertones. And then we added some cocoa nibs on the back end to add some really nice chocolate flavors to it. So that's one of the beers that we've had almost since day one. We homebrewed with this one quite a bit, uh, and we're super happy with it. Are you guys stout guys? Like, what, what's your go-to? Cold. So, someone explained <laughs> this to me once, and I can't disagree with it. It's like going into, a, like, a donut shop, and you're like, well, I mean, I'll have a stout if, if that's what's right there. And then it's like, you know, right now I got the Smashworks, which on a hot day like today, I'm, I'm fine with a pale ale right now. But mm-hmm. And I'll, sometimes, too, it even depends on what you're eating with it to yeah. pair with foods you know yeah, if you have absolutely. a really nice uh, let's call it dessert you know awesome chocolate cake or something i mean a really good chocolatey stout would pair amazing with that just, whereas if you have a belgian hefeweizen with a chocolate cake that might not taste the greatest either mm-hmm. and vice versa you get a really good deep fried fish or something you have a good heft to go with it that'd be killer good mm-hmm. the stout is thick as fuck it's so thick. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, I dig it for sure. That's awesome. Um, but I also, I'm, I'm coming around to these. I've been trying so hard and to force myself to get into it because it's not like the the person who gets into craft beer. If you g- just start them with like a surly furious, they're gonna be like, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> you got to ease into it. I what, didn't like IPAs when I first yeah. started. Now My I love them. First one was like Goose yeah. Island up in Canada. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the best part about craft breweries in general is the fact that every brewery has their own their own take on things and their own styles and then the customer that comes in has their go-to their favorite style of beer and for one person that might be the best stout they've ever had and for somebody that doesn't like stouts it might might be the worst beer that they ever had but it's their own personal preference no i'll pick up a crawler list today if you got it oh that's super cool yeah yeah no that's great i'm glad you like it even I think of uh, beers like our Black Betty that we've done. Um, so that was a kind of oaked bourbon porter, if you will. It, it was lighter in body, and I have never seen more in, in our market in particular where we got a lot of Miller Lite Coors, like, a lot of light beer drinkers. People switch over to the quote-unquote dark side with that one where, you know, not having that heavier body, they were able to kind of try something a little bit roasty, and they leave here, and they're like, oh, no, I'm a dark beer drinker. I'm like, you know, that's that's kind of the, the switch over that we're looking for, right? Right, yeah. right. Uh, I think that it's helped. I've eased into the dark, dark side through porters. Sure. Yep. And that's what's gotten me. Because two years ago when we started the show, I was like, no stouts ever, please. <laughs> it's because I hate coffee. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this, there's not a lot of coffee taste to it. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna write down the first one. Uh, West Midnight. I go. <laughs> I'll get it. Uh, I'm gonna give that a solid three and a half. That's uh, out of three and a half, right? Out of uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of five. Basically, right, that's if cool. you get anything, uh, anything in the two range is pretty bad. Anything over three and a half is uh, well, five means you're going like a hundred miles out of your way to understood sure. which i've done that before yep. has yep. there been beer for you guys that you're like <laughs> gotta have it yeah has have you, once the last time like before your brewery opened what were you guys like dude 
this this beer it's it's wine only and, wine and kugels Oktoberfest. Uh, really every just, year well and that's I, available so widespread though you're is, not going out anyway. now but, but before it wasn't okay that was the thing this was before the craft beer boom took off like that was when when craft beer was unknown to people and they had this Oktoberfest that once a year it'd come out and it i mean it came out late August. This was before Oktoberfest came out. A lot out of people July. are doing I think Oktoberfest beers though. Has anyone yeah. come close to, like since <clears throat> then? Oh, that, absolutely. Since yeah. then, yeah. That was but like you were saying before the craft beer boom took mm-hmm. off, that was just the you had to have it. Our dark horse was always Spirit Fowl from oh, Fair cool. State. Nice. Uh, we would drive all over to try to find that. But Two years ago, that was insane because they were using Strata hops, which weren't even named Strata at the right. time. Right, it was HBC something. 362 or something. Yeah, yeah. and now um, uh, now it's like the competition has caught up to it. Mm-hmm. There's beers that are just as good as that using, like even Wolf Picker from Odell. That's their experimental mm, beer cool. that they release every year. Yeah. They use Strata hops. I'm like, well, this sure. is pretty freaking close. Apparently, it was the Strata that made all the difference. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's nice to see some of that stuff come to surface where you can get access to a lot of different things. I know, like, uh, Beach Days Crawler that we have set aside. Like, that's we <laughs> thank were, you. We were able to uh, to save. What do we have in that? Some Yukonot and uh, Zaka hops, which and then a little bit of Citra on the mm-hmm. back end. So that, that was a fun hop combination that we were able to play around with. But yeah. I'm super pumped to try that. Thank you guys for saving me one. Yeah, you bet. I was excited Cheers. when I saw because I follow you guys on all your socials and stuff because cool. I know I come here every year, once a year, though. Right. So I'm like always checking out like, oh, come on, do something cool. They did a hazy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, the first batch that we did of that, so seven-barrel batch, lasted about two weeks. And then the second, we were like, all right, we had bought enough hops. We pulled in a new hop, that, you know, profile that we hadn't used before. And so does that yeast ever, when you sell something out that quick, does that ever make you rethink your plan? Like, well, well shit, that sold it, out so quick. Maybe we should, re, you know. It does, but at there. the same point, it kind of doesn't because, again, with the size and the system that we have now currently at this space, we are almost pinched to the point of our distribution products, the core products that we're sending out, you know, to the market. And some of these experimental ones that, yeah, might have turned out great, but, I mean, we've got these three core brands on the shelves in liquor stores. We can't stop brewing one of those three just on a whim mm. to make more of this other yep. beer that's so good, Whoa. if that kind of makes sense. And on a, kind of another note, how you're saying we had enough for a couple batches, we didn't think in volume of terms, you know, that large, where it's like, hey, if we run out of this right away, now what? It's not like we have a contract on that where right. we're grabbing some spot hops, and then now you're at the time of year where it's like, uh, some of that stuff you're not going to be able to get your hands on right yeah. now. Citra hops, everybody got them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. they've, they're all bought up. Do you guys have Which, any citrus solstice on hand right now? No. 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 I mean, and now would the be last, the you wanted to. Though, exactly, right? right. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, last keg of that was a week and a half ago. Yeah. It's a good time of year for yeah. a beer like that. Right. Do that was a great beer, too. <laughs> yeah, we're and way at, further at our, into our summer production than I'd care to be right now. Yeah, Let's put it that at, way. At our next spot, um, oh, we'll be able to know. You guys are making your Oktoberfest beers now. <laughs> your nut brown ales starting to get ready. <laughs> right. <Basically. laughs> no, at, at the next spot, we're going to have a lot more volume where we will be able to better predict what let's, styles let's of hops. That. Let's yeah. enter that. So you yeah. guys have been in this space for? About two and a half years. And now you are moving downtown yes. Alexandria yep. roughly a couple months from now? about that yeah yeah Yeah. and and you're moving into a much larger facility um i think i saw you guys had some write-up in a i think in one of your papers i think i saw the link um did you guys like win a grant or something or what was the deal so um there was a a local competition called pitcher plan with the local economic development office like a chamber of commerce yep Yep. and so we actually we're 
handful of months already into planning this new site expansion knowing that we'd run into the kind of the same issue we're dealing with right now with our, our seven barrel brew house um and so basically uh it's an open entry contest so i think there was somewhere around 35 businesses that had submitted their applications in and then they what they do is it's a, a three-round tournament and after the first round they narrow it down to two or sorry 10 businesses those 10 businesses then are allowed to submit their business plans which brings you down to your final three and then you're set up with like a shark tank uh you know no way picture plan like literally we were were on we were on a third uh theater stage like they were actually like they were so into it like like, we have money to give away but let's do it like shark well yeah (laughs) yeah. and there was like six or seven judges you know well established business people from the community that are basically up there to grill your plan and like is this legitimate or are you just trying to you know grab at something basically so there was that many businesses I want to wash dogs because I like dogs. (laughs) (laughs) How many of those were there? (laughs) (laughs) So um, at the end of the day, we we were able to land that, and it was definitely beneficial. A lot of it was uh, like local donated services and things like that. Um, There was some grant funding involved with it, but in the grand scheme of the project, it definitely helps push it forward. We're not complaining by any means, but we had a long ways to go yet. Yeah, I think Brainerd's doing one right now, um, and I think their finalists are three three winners. They're going to have prize sure. packages for for the top three, and other communities have done it before, and we'll probably continue to do it. So yeah, yeah. It was a super fun process. We learned a lot about ourselves too in the whole thing, and <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, it'll be super good for the community and stuff too, right, right. downtown and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So our our current facility is about two thousand square feet. And this building is a, a block from Big Ole Park, right downtown, across the street from the museum and the chamber. Bike trail. Uh, the bike trail is right there, it's and we're nice going in. Stop. Yeah, and we're going into about 7,500 square feet in this next facility. So we'll have about three times the seating. We'll have some outdoor space, which we don't have here, which would be really nice in the summer months of uh, Minnesota. Yeah. And then on a Not production today. standpoint, we're having from our seven barrel system. We've got a uh, used 15-barrel brew house that we had purchased, also out of Minnesota, which was really cool. I was just going to ask you, did you see that auction? I think it was in Wisconsin. One was a brewery just went under, and they were online. They're every piece oh, of equipment I'd ever seen. That's crazy. I didn't oh. see that one in okay, Wisconsin. This one was, was, was F-Town down in Faribault. Oh, so, yeah. no way. Yeah, so we got the Okay, let's house. talk about that for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. What is up with that guy? How much of a crook is that guy? I haven't heard the whole story, so you this haven't? would be like third story hearsay. No, like it was printed in like the Fairball News. This guy just set up, took a huge grant from the city, started a brewery, and then just bankrupt and went under. Didn't know what he was doing. Um, then went to St. Paul, I believe, mm-hmm. yep. and tried to start like in an old abandoned fire station. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Tried to get another two hundred grand from St. Paul. Almost did until they looked into him. Oh sure. Really? He doesn't know what he's doing. So, he's just going from town to town. When we had gotten into the system, one, obviously, we were looking for a uh, deal on some used equipment. But then, two, uh, a lot of the interaction that we had was more so on the with the brewer guys that were still mm-hmm. participating. The, the guys that actually brewed the beer, the ones yep. that helped us load everything up, yep. super awesome guys, very passionate about what they did. So, okay. so when, when we get this up and running, we're, we're actually going to have them back, the one that brewed, um, to come up and do like a, a collab Hey, this was your old system. Come brew on it again, kind of. This thing. is um, that was actually one of my questions. Is yeah. the, sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off. I'm really fine. sorry. I, I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, collaborations. You guys have Have you done a collaboration yet? 
Uh, I'd say the closest thing we've done to a full-on collab was with uh, Maltworks, um, so out of Detroit Lakes. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up before, I mean, we were pulling grains from BSG like everybody else does. Yep. And Maltworks had started up, and so we brought him down in, and we wanted to do a smash beer, just kind of try their grains out and see what see what it tasted like, see if it was good or not. And so we did the collab with Maltworks. We called it Smashworks. But they're not a brewery. Ale. Not a brewery, no. That's so, what I mean. Like so, yeah. I said, that's the closest yeah. thing we've kind of come to it. Are you guys like... Okay. Yeah. Are, are you guys like big acts or where do you guys get your um, hops? Uh, hops we get a lot from Country Malt Group. Okay. Um, and they get their stuff from all over the world. Okay. Uh, our last shipment we just got in from Big Axe and we're going to use that in our hopper trail coming up here. So first time we've used them, uh, oh, it'll be fun, interesting. To, fun to try them out. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, super cool. Uh, we'll put that on the social medias once we get that rolling out. And do you think you'll ever collab with like uh, Twenty Two Northmen across? Town? I would love to. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would think they'd be into it too, right? Yeah. Like plus, all breweries are the same. Plus, since the wineries up there too, we could trade some barrels, do some sour, trade barrels, trade cypress barrels, whatever. Yeah. So we'll we'll have some fun with it. I can't wait to do something up there. Do you think they start a distillery next? They're just bored. <laughs> they've they've actually it's been no secret they've wanted to start a brewery for I bet eleven years now or so 11 or 12 years i've heard that i've also heard of a a brewery near springfield i'm like or a winery near springfield that like has the equipment yeah they just haven't turned the lights on yeah and at the (laughs) time um the surly bill hadn't been around Mm -hmm. and so they would have needed to full on do a brew pub start a restaurant they didn't want to do that and And then their winery really took off they did some major expansions on their winery side and finally it's like all right let's get into this and then they started the brewery up so the whole winery brewery licensing like that was kind of a gray area where some areas you were seeing it acceptable and then you talk to another licensing agent. They're like, oh, no, there's no way you'll ever it's be like able to It's like having a restaurant here. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird vibe. Like, I know some of, some breweries get away with it and some don't. I'm like, what? Is, why is this so weird? Like, just allow breweries to make pizza in the back. Right. Why, why is it, like, tap rooms? Why can you not have that? We're so behind on that. Like, what did you guys think of the, um, the vessel law that, uh, what was it, that they're trying to push that you could create or uh, – push off any size what you want like you'd be able to make six packs if you yeah, wanted right. to right yep. uh i don't it's kind of a double-edged sword and there's a lot of different takes on it um it, so we can sell growlers 64 ounce growlers out of the tap room we can sell 750 milliliter cans but so don't growlers. sell too much because then you well, can't sell growlers <laughs> well, right. and, bent paddle so or for, for example sorry. we're and still uh, we're marginal yeah. in terms of annual production to even come close to I that know, i know i'm just saying um, that the laws are so weird it, i mean twenty thousand barrels is a lot of beer i mean that's i can't even imagine what that looks like in a warehouse that's so much beer probably like like at least one more person here oh, right <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i mean north dakota you can buy a six pack and a keg out of a tap room um uh, minnesota you can't you can get like a 32 ounce crowler basically in 49 other states yeah but we're limited to a 750 milliliter right yep yep why i mean and that's like the difference between <sighs> two so 12 ounce cans and two 16 ounce cans right and, i mean for me, a 12-ounce can doesn't get as warm as a 16 because well, I don't drink it as fast. And, and you know, like I got some the, speed. The four, right. <laughs> four 16-ounce cans, you know, you might as well be moving a growler. You know? Right. It's, a, yeah. it's all on how you break it down. So I, eh, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I could I, see. I prefer a crowler over a growler. Yeah. Just because um, the sustainability. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, there's no breweries where near where I live. Sure. Like, nearest one is about a half hour away. And yeah. Then, and then if you want a good one, it's like an hour away. Sure. Uh, if I buy that much beer, it's like, well, I got to commit to drinking 64 ounces of beer pretty quickly. And right. The growler only lasts for two or three days anyways. I mean, we right. we call that Tuesday up here. 
Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, six packs inside a brewery would be cool, but then I can see, you know, there being some pushback on the distributor side where if they're going to be doing six packs at liquor stores and stuff like that, I mean, I... We just got to yeah. break through. It's like we just yeah. got Sunday sales like two years ago. Right. right. How dumb was that? Like, we were one of the last states to do that too. Right. It's like... I don't know. I think we have some of the worst liquor laws in yeah. in America. And and that's it's funny to see. And I shouldn't say funny, beer. but there's there's a lot of uh, differences between you know big cities, metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. and outstate. And you know Minnesota has Minneapolis Twin Cities. They've got you know Duluth and then Fargo Moorhead area, and all those bigger communities are on you know close to the border where you could just go across the border and get something on Sunday. But then you look at a lot of the the west central Minnesota outstate you know where we are north of here south of here and i mean people just planned ahead today yeah and we did you see so many years yeah i mean we've talked to some of the liquor stores in town that have done sunday sales and they go well our sales really haven't increased we've just spread it out over seven days and now our labor's an extra day and it's like well i mean close then right because if one but then but then they can go to store, one town right. right next to them and get it on sunday that's a fair market taking. rule though if yep. one store wanted yep. to be open that yep. should be enough to exactly. allow there, nobody else has to be open right because right. otherwise people just drive down to like osakas or something right, right. Up, you know? and this is why it's such a fun conversation to have because there's so many different viewpoints mm-hmm. on I, i'm how it could a go. firm believer in fair market where yeah. if one person wants to do it that's enough yep. to allow it yep. right all right, so let's talk distribution for a second. You guys self-distribute, right? We do. You got a van or something like that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice 04 Dodge Sprinter <laughs> van. Yep. Break, breaks down on recent occasions. Only has a little bit of rust. Doesn't it seems look like creepy that's at all. The, like, like all the microbrews, like like yourself, is that the right term? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the independent breweries, uh, lately they've been, I've been seeing, like I follow them on Instagram to figure out where they're going to be, yeah. and it's always different. They pick a different market, yep. like Junkyard will yep. say, Oh, well, we're going to be in Rochester this week instead of the cities. Right. Right. Well, and a I lot missed of them by a week. Comes down oh, no. So mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's your capacity to be able to move stuff around? A lot of times people are doing a rotating distribution list, you know, like, hey, if, if we hit this one market, they probably don't need to see us for two weeks or whatever, you know, and you can swing over to the other market. Mm-hmm. Some of them. But some, some of them are some of so, them. so, like, Drecker. When, dra- when you see that, it's like you buy eight of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. you don't ever see them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll make it once and that's it, and then they do something different. And something oh, new yeah. And, yeah. Try explaining that to my uh, my family, like uh, non-craft beer drinkers. I'll open up like a sour that was conditioned on gummy bears, yep. and they'll be like, well, that was pretty good. When can I get this next? I'm yeah, like, right. Probably never. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. what are yep. you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, you found one beer that you yep. like, but no, it's not coming back. What right. what, uh, what town do they live in? Springfield, like me. Okay, oh, yeah. sure. Southwest right. Minnesota. Yeah, yep. cool. So we got like Bra Brothers, and then like obviously the Shell Star Keller, and then like Mankato. Yep. With Locale, and another one coming soon. Mankato cool. should have like six breweries by now. Yeah, they're they have, they they're have doing like such cool stuff. People down there. I they was gonna say have they like have way more than Alexandria. People wise, two. As yeah, far as yeah. there's two know, breweries. You have a market there. Yeah, you, know? you would think so. It must. Be, one is trying to open. They're still struggling. Sorry, we need to take a break. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so I just cruised through your flight that you gave me. Cool. I had the Midwest Midnight, which I gave a three and a half. And then I've had the Hopper Trail, the Smash Work, and the Smash Works, and the Lucky Red in the past. Uh, really dug them. Uh, like them. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, nice. Can I buy another one, or what do I got to do here? Yeah, what do, what do you want to have next? I don't care. So you tried, I'll get, I'll get <laughs> you a couple we'll more samples. Yeah. No, you, don't have to, you don't have to give me a sample. I'll, I'll buy a pint of something. Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> Not be taking shots all day. <laughs> Which, by the way, martinis, your thoughts? 
not a big not a big martini guy. We're we're more of a whiskey house over here outside I was of here. Say, the, the let's call them what they really whiskey. are: giant cold shots <laughs> in, in a sweet uh, triangular shaped glass. Yeah. Right. All right. So I'm gonna have another beer, and then I think we're gonna coast to the end here. Oh, I'm excited. What's that? Okay. Oh, you got a measuring 12 ounce. <laughs> All right, so this hey, one's I was called. Cheated. This one is called. Uh, well, I'm not charging you for that, kidding. so <laughs> <laughs> screw off, right? Go top it off. Come on. <laughs> All right, so this one's called Runestone Rye. Um, we got the Kensington Runestone in town, so we took an awesome play on that one. It's a rye IPA, isn't it? Uh, not an IPA, just regular rye beer. Um, we used nope. a, so not uh, so hoppy. Yeah, used a Calil yeast on that, and then the rye that we uh, that we used the percentage was super low. Um, so you still get some of the character from it, but not uh, not too overpowering. Where rye gets really super spicy sometimes. Um, then just some uh, earthy hops, and they're just kind of balance it out. Lots of people really enjoy that. I one. think it's fairly smooth. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty easy drinking beer. Yep. Yeah, it goes down quick. Um, what I was saying before, did you hear me say like, yeah, do the can read? We got a guy on this show that whatever you put on a can, I hand it to him. He reads it. We should just get brewers on here oh, all the cool. time. They'll right. explain it so much right. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot you can talk about it without putting on, you know, print on a can. There's yeah. so much. You'd have to be so small on the text to get a magnifying glass to read it. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. Well, we hate those ones. We, we've always. The ones that, like, Stone puts, like, a full paragraph on right. every can. We're well, like, oh, Jesus, let me and that's, my glasses. Do you, do you put every single word that comes to mind to describe the beer? Or do you go to the clean cut, here's three words. This is what you need to know about this beer. They hire bloggers to write the description. Right. Not, right. not Twitter people. <laughs> <laughs> not the Twitters. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Like no, that. this is a great ale. Thank you. Thank you. Read. Yeah. Make it two. So fun fact, we were talking about uh, about how awesome the craft beer scene was up in Alexandria and 22 Northman, and uh, we just opened up like a minute ago, and uh, in comes Keith from 22 Northman. Hi, Keith. <laughs> He's their head brewer up there. So. Oh, get that guy on. Yeah. Come say hi, Keith. Austin, give up your mic for a second. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, how's business going? That's going well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the, these guys are from the uh, Pilsner podcast. They stopped down, said hi for a day. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just came in and drink a beer. So I was uh, going to message you guys to see if you guys wanted to do this while I was in town. Well, it looks like it worked. Yeah, I think it did too. <laughs> I know. I didn't get to try any of your stuff. I'll still come by probably later this week. Right on. <laughs> just let me yeah. know. Yeah, I will. Yeah, man. We'll yeah, be there probably tomorrow or Thursday for some pizza too. Sweet. I follow your gram. Their pizza's right delicious. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, <laughs> that was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> we, got, we got two casts done out of the way there. Right. All right, so we're all drinking this one now? Yep. All right. Switching what over. What is your um, dumb question, just to keep things going here? Uh, what's What are you most proud of uh, as far as beers that you made? What's your, like, oh, I did something good here? <laughs> so I'd say for me, um, if you would have asked me, like, Three months ago, I would have said the Midwest Midnight because that one's been such a such a cool beer that we've made. The flavors that come out of it are awesome. Smells um, like chocolate milk. Yeah, <laughs> this kid over here is like, as of smells today, good. <laughs> I'd say the biggest success story has been that Beach Days. Um, I'm we, so pumped we to took, try that. We took a gamble because we hadn't ever done a hazy IPA. Um, you see a lot of the nine ten percent super double hazies that are out there in the market, and yeah, this one this one was a, a session. So we only made it 5.5%, super light, but tons of flavor. And it was truly a gamble because since we hadn't made one before, we just went full in on a seven-barrel batch, and it turned out really good. So I'm that, pumped to try I'm, that. I'm so proud of that one. 
I'll be having that this afternoon. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those same thing. Like, what what's your favorite kid, right? But Fallon. I could tell you. <laughs> this this is the one. She's my only kid, though. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think some of the, the like, I think of this last second. year. Like, yeah. I was really happy with like how our Jim Bunyan turned out. Like, that was Imperial. Brown. I love that. It was so good. Yeah. My uh, friend brought it down. Who's okay? A awesome. Year. I'm glad you were able to get your hands. on He grabbed like me a few crawlers every time yep. he comes back to Springfield. He's from. Yep. He lives here now, but it's sure. From, yeah, he grabbed me. Uh, that and then the, your Caribbean, the Caribbean oh, yep. dream, yep. yep. And then that was Solstice. At oh, one yep. point, I got the day you guys and it went on sale. I just texted him. I go, hey, anytime you come back to Springfield, he goes, I'm actually on my way to Springfield. Let me <laughs> stop by the brewery. So just I got like showed that up. That's that so day. cool. <laughs> that I is so it. cool. <laughs> but yeah, yep. I mean, a lot of those, some of the our best recipes. I feel like we're sitting there mashing in another brew, and we're like, you know, would be good mm-hmm. is we should try these three four things out and see what happens with it and then there you are a few weeks later hammering out and that obviously like getting into this new space being able to do the production volume but keeping the seven barrel brew house rolling where we can start putting a lot more of those things into motion like i think that's what i'm excited for yeah we're going to be running both systems in tandem so we'll be able to do our high volume output on the bigger system and then run all the fun experimental one-off stuff on the small that's system. what i'm pumped yeah about. i can't wait like, for that mm-hmm. i have to wait a year to come back for that but that's fine i'll be there yeah <laughs> you better have about this time next year you better have like four solid like <laughs> it, sours and pale ales oh yeah well, and it, you yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We have nowhere to barrel age right now. I mean, we, we had one 10-gallon barrel. We ended up moving six times in the yeah. three months later that we ended up tapping it or wherever it was. That was and my guess with the with 22. I was guessing they have access to all those, like, wine, I sure wine hope to see something from over like there. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit weird. I was going to bring that up, but now I'm like, well, he's fucking here right now. I guess. Yeah. Look. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yep. <laughs> I'm pumped on that. All right. Well, anything that we should be looking forward to, you guys? Uh, what's coming up with Copper Trail? Where can I'd we find you online? All yeah, that absolutely. Uh, Coppertrailbrewing.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, all the regular social media sites. Um, we're going to be. Updates on our new location. Yeah, I'd say we're probably a week or two away from announcing an official date for our move. Mm-hmm. So we'll be coming in with that soon. And then uh, we're going to be hitting our Oktoberfest pretty hard. So that one's the third weekend in September. Uh, October, September 20th and 21st. Yep, that's correct. And so we're going to be really starting to announce stuff there. For sure by then we'll be at the new spot. So it's going to be an awesome event. Lots of people. We had about 1,500 people through the door last year in this location. No kidding. Yeah, I had I, a big tent outside. I followed you on the gram on that yeah, day. I'm oh like, my I gosh. should drive up. I thought that, about it. Was come a good time. come it was up epic. for this next year. It's going to be crazy <laughs> cool. Yeah. So Look like a circus downtown. Yeah, and then after that, we're Go just going to try and hit the, hit the winter events pretty hard just because we couldn't really do that here at this location. So being a part of downtown Alexandria is going to be probably one of the best things that, that we could have dreamed up. And we're really looking forward to having a, a foothold down there. So Downtown's great too because it's like it's an awesome. old town. Yeah, right. It's not like yeah. There's buildings from the 1890s the that are still standing. And stuff. Yeah. I think it's gonna make downtown a lot cooler area. Yeah, agreed. That north yeah. End. And there's six or seven restaurants that are right downtown within walking distance. Oh yeah, right across the street from the depot yeah. and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, super cool. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, leave five stars. <laughs>